Thanks for joining us at Subject to Change, a sustainability podcast. We're here with Hobie Stocking. When you were talking about accelerators, I thought you were going to move, you were going to talk about, you, you did a little bit. Um, I thought you were going to talk about what a lot of people call emotional intelligence, the, um, the ability to have empathy and listening skills and connect with people in the journey. Um, and that's another aspect of accelerators that I think we don't appreciate, especially in the business world. It's all data, data, data. It's all linear process. It's it's not, it's cultivation of talent, but it's for, you know, to make a bottom line pencil out. It's not really for the, the yeah. fulfillment of the individual. Um, and I, I think that those kind of accelerators, the the internal work, the indirect work, and the and the um, the higher level aspirational goal setting, those things together could really make the data have the story. Just be aware of privilege. We are privileged. You, as everyone else, are inside ninety percent of your life. It's just incredible. I do the math sometimes when I'm, you know, we go for a long walk for an hour or an hour and a half or two hours, or I go for a hike with my son and it's a 25 hour thing. I'm like, how many days does this actually make up for being trapped in a building? (laughs) No, I I think all of us should spend more time outside. I mean, it just, at least for me, that's, that uh, lifts my day and makes, uh, makes things much more peaceful. I think it's something we don't think consciously about, but mm-hmm. being a kind of a, a nerd and an intellectual in the sense of asking why do we why do we gravitate toward one thing or the other? Yeah. Um, you can appreciate it for what it is, but you can also ask, what is it about that? How do we how yeah. do we get there? And how does it change our yeah. our physiological response like what changes when when you see light uh, dancing on water or you see the fog change that light quality mm-hmm. or when you're in the forest and you've got this the strong straight trunks but then there's all this dappled light above and there's like there's a, a it becomes more complex at the higher you go it, it, you have less and less space to <laughs> What does that all mean? I, I find that amazing. And and I, I appreciate the fact that you've you've reminded me that it, it is a an aspect of privilege to connect with nature. That's one of the things that in the, the Adirondacks in New York, they're really working to um, make it easier for people in different economic strata to get to the Adirondacks. There's a a movement in Albany where there's a there's a nature bus that will transport anyone in the city of Albany to any of like 15 different nature sites um, for free. So, so finally somebody, you know, before who didn't have the capacity to, to take a bus to the South end butterfly sanctuary can actually get there on a free bus. Now the problem is, and you've talked about communication. The problem is that people aren't really good at communicating that those things exist and how amazing they are and and how they can help people and where you can find them. And everything gets posted on a website and people think they're done communicating. Well, and not only that, but it's also then compounded by trust issues. Oh, it's absolutely. That's, that's true as well. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So um, the Adirondacks, there's a, oh, and in other places, there are all these groups called like uh, wild women walking and, um, and there's uh, groups of, uh, of, of black women, black woods women that are out there hiking. And those, I'd, I'd like to see a point in time come where, where it's not a privilege to enjoy nature. And it, maybe that's the, that's the next, the personal movement for me is how do I connect more people to nature in the, in the things that I can touch, if it's communication or if it's architecture or how does, how does that become more possible? And there's so many ways of doing it. And it's just a million little nibbles, right? <laughs> right. The, and I'd love, I'd love for people to do more of that and figure out how to get kids and people out. Oh yeah. And, and the answer <laughs> is there is a physiological response that your blood pressure actually drops when you're outside and you're in nature by 10 to 15 points. And that's a measurable kind of thing. And so it helps with our health as well. Um, and and I think that, I, I don't know, there's just, there's so much to being in nature. It, it, for some reason, for me, and this is just my, my perception when I'm in nature, even if I'm alone in the woods, I feel like I'm in a space that's connected to everybody else somehow. And actually my husband has brought this up in the past where he said he always wants to live near water. If that water is connected to all of the water on the planet. Um, you know, if, if the Hudson river is tidal up to where we live, um, it is, it is ocean. And so that ocean can actually connect him to the Netherlands where he was born. And there's something in that, right? Yeah. Which I think is beautiful. Thanks for joining us for this special subject to change cut a little bit about emotional intelligence and privilege. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you so much, Hobie. And thank you for your time today. This has been yeah. beautiful. Okay.